When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. We've got our uh, super producer, Noel Brown, here with us as well. Most importantly, you're here, which makes that car stuff. Scott, I have a question for you before we get started. All right, hit me. What is it? All right, man. What's your favorite type of racing? Ooh, favorite type of racing? Uh, I would in, say in, IndyCar. IndyCar. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, every so often, uh, I come back and check with you on that because uh, I... I have historically been a little bit more of an F1 fan, oh. so so I just dropped by to ever see if if you're. Uh, I if, thought you, you were changed. more of a NASCAR guy, Ben. I thought I know you like NASCAR. I do like NASCAR; it's in my blood. But you think F1 uh, maybe tops NASCAR? For you I'm going back and forth, man. Honestly, I'm I'm just I'm trying to find my way, and that is further complicated now by today's topic. You know what? I I got I got to admit, today's topic this the what we're going to talk about is incredibly impressive it really is oh man i mean to so watch cool. this I, I i get lost in uh, the youtube videos of, of these people doing this uh this type of racing mm-hmm. it's it's incredible to watch and it's so much like the movies like the like the the sci-fi scenes that we've seen so many times oh yeah like star wars yeah it's got a video game aspect well, specifically the star of the star wars series the return of the jedi movies i'm talking about like the speeder cycle scenes uh-huh. in the woods this is just like it. I mean, it's it's identical. What what was that? The uh, the Forest of Endor, I think. I don't know. Star Wars fans. I, I was please. good to get out. Return of the Jedi and <laughs> uh, and Speeder Cycle. All right. Well, uh, Star Wars fans, I apologize uh, in advance if I have if I have messed up something. But doesn't what, say on the paper, Ben. But what are That's we talking nice. about? What are we What are we really talking? <laughs> we are talking about drone racing, and uh, I guess this would be like quadcopters. You know that mm-hmm. type of uh, type of drone. Not the not the slow moving ones that you 
probably are familiar with. No, no, no. A uh, little, little bit smaller, much leaner, and faster. Yes, much faster, and typically home built. They'll uh, buy kits and and create these. Yeah, things so yeah. That, you know, they have the the optimum weight, and they have the optimum uh, motors used, and the propellers used, and all that. So a lot of people like to buy kits and put them together. Um, you know, or piece those kits together rather. But we're talking about unmanned aerial vehicles or UAVs. Um, mm-hmm. It's the quadcopters. Maybe that's the best way to say it. And the only experience that I have with drones and drones are becoming huge recently. They're, oh yeah. The uh, the news about them, as far as like the FAA uh, lightening up on some of the restrictions that they had on drones prior to this in the United States, is that um, it, it's going to be able to be used a lot more now for small businesses to be able to use drones in that industry. Sure. It's, whether it's photographic, whether it's for inspection purposes, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's for, um, I don't know, is that tourism maybe? Not really, but... Tourism is a possibility, though. And then there's also, you know, the big debate about drone delivery systems. Yeah, right. And they've really loosened up on the restrictions, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Listeners, you'll recall that uh, Scott and I have done some podcasts on drones and UAVs before. Uh, we What we found was that the technology is not the obstacle. The big obstacle to drones historically has been, in the past few years, it's been bureaucracy or it's been regulation. Sure. Regulation is a better way to say it, I think. So if I say bureaucracy, it sounds like I just want – some Lord of the Flies drone situation going on. <laughs> and I get, I get it that, you know, there's some important uh, safety issues there that, you know, you don't want to fly too close to an airport. You don't want to fly too high because it will interfere with aircraft that, right. that are, you know, uh, on flight patterns that are supposed to be in that zone. Sure. Um, I don't know all the specific details, and this has all been changing as we're reading this podcast, as, it, as you know, it's, it's happening. And I have, however, been hearing a lot about um, companies that are going to be using drones in the near future for, um, like for railroad track inspections, you know, they, sure. they, can, they can fly these drones down sections of uh, the railroad that, um, uh, you know, are in really difficult. isolated places. Yeah, very, very isolated. It's difficult to get people out to them, but it's really easy to fly a drone over them and, and just visually inspect the track and make sure that nothing is, you know, out of out of whack there. You know, another really cool thing that's happening with drones, drones are revolutionizing uh, film industry, independent film stuff mm-hmm. like before uh, I. I'm going to say we, because I've worked with some people on some different things. Uh, we're able to get these overhead shots now that would have been, would have taken a helicopter, essentially. Yeah. Or they would have taken, uh, you know, those big crane booms that you, yeah, had, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you're limited. Or a fearless cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But you're limited. You're limited to how high you can get that crane to go. Exactly. Right? And, and with a drone, it, it's, uh, you know, Wide open, you know, as far as, as the height you can go. Well, sort of wide open. I mean, I think there's still uh, restriction on the height, but there is. Yeah, but, there are I mean, restrictions. But it's pretty intense. I mean, it's way, way up there. It's not like it's like uh, 30 feet like you would be with the, the boom camera. Yeah, yeah. We're talking hundreds of feet. And so it was only a matter of time, of course, before somebody said, you know what? Having one drone poking around the sky is kind of cool. And I like that it scares my dog, but, uh, why don't I get two drones and race them? Because that's what happens with every vehicle. Okay, now, here's where I was confused when I first heard about this. I was thinking, okay, the drones that you and I are familiar with are the ones that maybe the ones that just I'm familiar with Yeah, are the kind that we see overhead at some of the car shows that we go to, you know, when they're allowed because they're not typically allowed. But yeah. we have seen them. They're very slow moving. They're very gentle. They're very um, uh, very quiet. They're mm-hmm. silent. They, they, it's like they're, they're hovering. They're barely moving. They're, they're hovering. Like, they kind of float. 
Yeah, very softly. They have a soft cant to yeah. their motion. It's almost like a like, in, like a jellyfish in the sky or something. That's like not that. a bad comparison yeah, when at you look all. At it, they're so yeah. soft. They're like they're just barely moving and, and smooth motion and everything. And that's for the smooth video, right? Uh, yeah, and they look slow. Yeah, they really do look slow. But these are not exactly what we're talking about. These no. quadcopters that we're talking about have more of a uh, like a rectangle mm-hmm. body in the middle. With, uh, you know, all the guts, all the stuff in it. And right. then on four corners, they would kind of go out at angles, maybe 45-degree angles, um, rotors that are motors that stick up with uh, with propellers on them. Mm-hmm. And four of them, very small, but they're um, – sometimes they're covered, most times they're most not. Most times they're not, uh, and they rotate. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they can – they have full uh, flexibility. They have full articulation. Mm-hmm. And so you can get these things to be extremely maneuverable, left, right, up, down, any direction yeah. you want. You know? Pitch, yaw, all of those. All yeah. of that. And it's really important for this type of racing because um, when you get a few of them together and you want to race them, you can take them out to an open field and race them. That's one thing. Sure. But you could also take them to a place where maybe you set up a few obstacles. Like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we went under this uh, this hoop that we set up? Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun. Or you could take them to the forest and race them on trails, which <laughs> right. I really like. That's uh, right. that's kind of the, uh, the the return of the Jedi thing. Sure, you could take them to an old factory and race them in and out of the broken factory windows that's and down the corridors. Idea. It's amazing. I've seen some incredible stuff recently in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. And when I say that it looks a lot like you know that uh, that return of the Jedi scene, the speeder bike scene, it really does. And what really adds to it is that there's more than one. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you're in this uh, this enclosed area, like, and I say enclosed because you're on a wooded trail, maybe. Sure. But it gives you a, an incredible sensation of speed. Because if you're in an open field, you could be going pretty fast, and you kind of get that idea that you're going fast. But when you've got things that are whizzing by you at, at, at a mm-hmm. quick rate of speed by the camera, because these all have cameras on them. Right. That, oh, I'm so glad you yeah, said you that. You know what? We've, we're skipping a whole bit of this. I got to, we'll catch up that. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. Right now. But um, when you're in the woods, with other people, maybe one of the best things to see is like when they're when they're one is chasing another one. Yeah, it has, there has to be two really to make it to give you that same impression of what it's I'm almost like about. a dogfight. It is so cool. It's really really neat to watch. So um, yeah, so as we said, they've got the cameras mounted there on the rectangular body. They've also they go. Um, a lot of people are already asking us because they know this is a racing podcast. Scott, uh, how fast can these things go? Excellent question. We're talking up to a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, not scale miles per hour. We're talking no. one hundred miles an hour. Real hundred miles. An hour. Flying through the woods at one hundred miles an hour. Now that may seem incredibly insane. I mean, it really is. But we're talking about um, trails, so that you know they're cleared. Their canopy is cleared above and around them, so they have yeah. a, a clear. They can see on the ground the pathway. They know where they're going. Mm-hmm. And you might think, well, that's really interesting. But here's one thing that you haven't told me is that. If you're standing in one spot racing these and it's it's going down a wooded trail and you have oh, to make yeah. a turn left or right, yeah. how do you know? How do you know? That's right. So this is this is maybe the coolest part of this whole thing. And I think maybe this is really yeah the goggles that you wear with these things and they're first person view goggles, which mm-hmm. means you're seeing the the flight of this craft as if you're sitting in a driver's seat in the drone. Yeah, you're flying your own spacecraft, yeah. essentially. And we're not talking about just like a little flimsy thing that, no, that goes no, over no, your no. own glasses uh-huh. or something. No. These are like, these are wrap around your head. You don't see anything except the view from the drone. So when you're you're flying one, typically you're sitting in a, in a chair. This is so weird, too. Yeah. When you see a group of guys flying these in a race, they're all lined up in, in chairs. Yeah, they're yeah. like a little bandstand together almost. Yeah, this is so strange. They, they're in chairs, and they've all got their heads down with their hands on their controllers as far as, like, you know, to go left, right, up, down, whatever. Yeah. 
uh, but they've all got these goggles on with antennas, and they're talking to each other and laughing and having a good time, but they're not watching the race itself. They're not, they're, you know, in a typical RC race up until this point. Sure. You would be watching what's going on in front of you. You'd on the actual to, track. You'd have to see the car, the boat, the airplane, mm-hmm. whatever you're racing. This one, you, you are looking, uh, they almost look down into their own lap, I guess, when they're, when they're doing this, typically. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Right, yeah, they're they're kind of subconsciously, I think, maybe looking down at their control pads. But uh, this, okay, so uh, where do we go? Because I'm super excited about okay. this. Well, they have, well, they have two cameras. We should say that. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, a lot of these, and not all of them, but you know, the ones that uh, that want to record the action have two cameras. So they will have a cam, one camera that's almost like a surveillance camera. It's very small, very small lens. It's very lightweight. It's very easy for the drone to carry, obviously. And one thing that the the um, that this this built-in lens that, that comes with the kits typically will have is the ability to uh, change, and I don't know how to say this exactly right, but when you're going from a light area to a dark area, right. it, it adjusts appropriately so that you're not uh, left blinded, I guess, when you immediately come out of the woods into a clearing. Uh, you know, you, it's like you can't see anything for a second. Mm-hmm. This adjusts, it, it accommodates for that. Um, the other thing is that a lot of people are, are attaching GoPro cameras to their to their drone. And these things can carry it. And that's something you got to factor in, I guess, as far as when you buy your, your motors and your props. 
that you're going to be carrying a little bit of extra weight and as far as balancing all that weight. It has to be a very balanced machine, I know. Yeah. Um, but the, to record that activity, a lot of guys use the GoPro uh, system so that they can then, you know, take that home and enjoy that, upload it, whatever they do. Which is why you can see so much. Uh, I, I, I think amazing is a fair word. You can see so much amazing footage from drone races on YouTube. Uh, it's fair to say that you and I were bowled over when we found just how much of this stuff was already out there and that there are already racing collectives and groups designed just for drone racing. Yeah. And uh, it's it's yeah. kind of a fringe group right now, though. It's because yeah. you've got your drone pilots, sure. then you've got your, your drone racers that come out of that group. Mm-hmm. And then out of the drone racers, you know, the ones that are, that are heads up watching what's going on out in the field. Yeah. Out of that group, you have your FPV drone racers. First your, person view. Yeah. First person view drone racers. So these are the ones with the goggles. The, I mean, those goggles are 500 bucks. Yeah. They're expensive. At, at least. They're, they're, they're expensive. That's kind of a starting point. So, um, it, it's a cool thing to have. It's really interesting. But I think that once, once you switch over to being an FPV drone racer, you don't go back to being a heads-up drone racer. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you you stay that way. Uh, it's been described. There's this great article we read: uh, drone racing Star Wars style in the snowy Bronx by a guy named Jason Kobler, and uh, he describes this as a segment of a segment of the growing but still relatively small drone racing industry, and. In this, uh, you can find, you can find some great links to more resources, but one thing that fascinated me was that they also, that there's already a vernacular, kind of like slangs, uh, that's, that's starting to grow around this. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is, uh, there's a guy named Ryan Guri. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Ryan, uh, who's, uh, one of the founders of a company named Dronecraft. They design customized racing drones. Hmm. And, uh, he, he is picturing a, a future that is very much like NASCAR, where there will be circuits racing in the U.S., Canada, maybe other places. But my favorite, my favorite slang term I learned so far was uh, he he said he knows people who he and other people can do a move that he calls the oil change. The oil change. It's okay. where you fly your drone at speed under a car without hitting. The undercarriage or the pavement. Wow. That's, that's pretty still, impressive, that is, huh? That is really impressive. I mean, I would be scared just because I would, you know, I'm, I'm so cheap, man. I don't want to buy a drone and then break it. Okay. Well, here's the thing with the drone racing is that all of these guys, no matter where, where you see them, they're, yeah. they are always, always pulling those things off to the side. Cause here, here's what happened. You'll be racing through the woods and yeah, you'll contact a, a branch, a low hanging branch. Yeah. You'll clip or you'll hit another drone. Yeah, uh, that happens as well. You know, they they bump into each other because there's there's no sensation of where someone is behind you. You don't have like a reverse camera as well, as far as I know yet. Um, but you know, accidents happen. You know, you'll know where it is because you saw it go down. Because you know, even if it's way out at the end of the course, you'll know where you are roughly. Um, yeah, because you know, you you've got this camera view of of where you were. Um, also, well, the LEDs that they attached to them, which is another thing that we want to talk about. But um, these guys all bring extra parts. Mm-hmm. And lots of them. They bring they bring boxes of extra parts, like propellers, and they bring extra arms, you know, to mount the motors. Right. Um, you know, just because they know that accidents happen like this, and they want to be able to, re- re- you know, keep racing during that day, they'll bring extra batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just kind of a known risk that you take. And I guess once you have maybe damaged you know one of your craft to the point where you can't really use it anymore, and you're going to buy a new one, then you keep the old one for extra parts, you know, for more extra parts or parts for your friends that have that same model. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's kind of the community that it is right now. 
There's definitely, I'm glad you said that because especially with the first person drone racers, you can see that there is a tight knit community and uh, it seems like it's uh, pretty collaborative mm-hmm. uh, and people are always tinkering. One thing I was impressed by is that the vast majority of these drones are uh, made at home or assembled at home. And uh, it's something that I think, you know, it, it sounds like it's expensive, but compared to buying an Indy car, it's pretty affordable. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's so not that bad. I've got a rough guesstimate of prices here, if you want. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, uh, here's the radio system that you have to buy, you know, the, the controller that you use yeah. in your hand. Um, that can vary anywhere from like, you know, 100 bucks up to whatever you want to spend. All this equipment is is from a starting point up to as much as you're willing to spend on it because you can get the the latest and greatest and best, right? And there's right. always going to be that extra stuff. It's always going to be a new um, version. As far as the racing drones go, uh, you can buy one complete. And I think I saw the lowest price one that I saw complete was about 375 bucks. That sounds like a lot of money. You can build, you can build one for less for approximately $250 and up. So these are, again, these are all and up prices. Um, and the thing about building one, if you're, if you're really scared of, you know, about doing something like that and you think I've never really, I've never flown a drone. How could I build a drone? Uh-huh. They make it pretty easy for you as far as the kits that they they provide. And you can build one in about half a day. And, you know, just about anybody can do it. If you can put together a simple model, you can put together a, a drone. Sure. Believe yeah. it or not. It's easier than you think. The FPV goggles, which, uh, you know, for this type of racing we're talking about is essential. $500. That's the uh, that's the big ticket item. there. Yeah. And I know there's other stuff that goes along with this, you know, the batteries and the, the quick chargers and all that. But um, that just gives you a general idea of the cost of this. So we're talking, if you want to get into it, I'm, I'm going to just ballpark this. Like maybe right. 1000 to 1200 bucks uh, uh. would get you a really nice setup and you'd be able to go to, uh, you know, a field somewhere and race your drone. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have friends that are willing to do the same thing. You know, like if it, it, it would, it would be fun to do it. But wouldn't it be more fun if you had three or four friends that were willing to do this right. and to race and be competitive and go out on weekends and, and have a good time, find different courses? Um, you got to make sure that you block those courses off. You know, when we talk about racing through woods and under cars and stuff like that, yeah. you got to make sure that uh, no people are involved because you don't want any, you know, any uh, drone to face contact happening because that would be no fun. I mean, these things are pretty, they're flying at 100 miles an hour. They've got exposed rotors. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they weigh. I'm guessing a couple pounds each, probably. Yeah, um, if that they, they could do some substantial damage if it hit a person. Well, sure. Well, also we should say just to respond to the weight part there, uh, we should also say that many of these copters are our drones rather are heavily modified. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, So... For instance, although quadcopters are the most common, you'll hear about hexacopters even with, uh, with, that would be, you know, with six different rotors. Um, and with that modification, there comes some different weight. I heard there was this one report of this guy who, uh, maybe it was from the same article who was modifying one of his drones to carry up to 68 pounds. What? With that kind of strength for a drone. That really could do some serious damage if it hits a person. Oh, definitely. You know what? And this makes sense because when we were looking at uh, drone racing, I also found this other subgroup. And I actually was I, I was pretty interested in this initially. So I looked this this term up, drone dogfights, because I was wondering if anybody was dogfighting yeah. with drones. And it turns out there are people that are doing that. Um, they're using things like right now they're using things like Nerf darts and discs and stuff like that. But. There is someone out west, and I don't remember exactly where I saw this, but they are mounted, and this is, goes along with what you were just talking about, carrying heavy weights. Really? They've mounted a paint gun to their, uh, how? To their drone. I'm, I'm just wondering how you can fire it without messing up the uh, flight of the drone. You know what? They said it, t- it took many, many try, you know, trial and error. Over and over and again, they, they failed, and then finally they got it right, and they filmed it. And it's online. You can watch somebody with a drone with a paint gun attached to it, and they – they attacked another drone, and they attacked a, uh, a human uh, on this paintball course. Uh, he was trying to shoot it and get away and, you know, trying yeah. to run away from the drone, and it was just relentless. I mean, it could follow him and shoot him at will. And I think the way that one worked was one person operated the drone, the other person operated just oh, the Oh, so you have a gunner. You have a gunner. That's right. That's kind of so cool. So you decide when to fire because you can't really remove your hands, you know, quick enough or right. can't think enough what you're seeing to, to make it work. Um, interesting turn there i guess i mean it was it was a uh, it was really fun to watch and all this stuff is fun to watch yeah and i mentioned just briefly the leds on these things oh yeah yeah yeah. that adds they're... another level so so they they have led lights in the back and front so when you're racing in a group of let's say you've got six or eight drones mm-hmm. you could have six or eight different colors of of leds on the uh on the drones as well and we're talking like big bands on the back end of the drone right and that's what really gives you the sensation the star... of, of, of the star wars <laughs> yeah thing. it looks it's like the back of the millennial millennium falcon yeah and the and Again, the chase scenes that you see with these, that's the greatest is when one is chasing the other one. You get the, the, the perspective from the back person, the one that's yeah. chasing. It's just so cool to watch. And the way it zips, and they're so um, 
um, erratic in the way that they move that it's just fun to watch. I mean, and they're still navigating a very complex course in the woods. You know what would be a lot of fun, man, and I don't know if we could pull this off. Uh, guys, maybe maybe you can tell us if this would be worth it. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun, Scott, if you and I could get maybe tech stuff or forward thinking to be in a drone racing circuit with yeah, us. Yeah. How long do you think we could get away with doing it in this new building before you got in trouble. Oh, you know what? That's the other thing is that I've seen people doing it in parking structures. And yeah. as you know, our parking structure is loaded with columns. We yeah. talked about that on this, pop- it's a this podcast. Yeah. It is. It's difficult to navigate because it's every other parking spot and very tight together because it's an old building. I mean, I have a hard time walking. I, You know, you can't walk in a straight line without hitting a post, it seems like. It's, yeah. It really is true. So it would be so much fun. And I've seen people racing in underground parking structures with these things. It's, it's a perfect place for it. It's like, uh, the urban version of the forest. Yeah. We've got our obstacles. Yeah, exactly. And one last thing that I want to mention that I found, it's another drone, uh, drone related item, I guess. And it's not really racing. Although these guys like to fly in formation, they fly things called, um, Zephyr drones. And have you ever heard of the Zephyr drones? They, they look like the, um, I guess sort of, in a way, they look like the old stealth fighters, you know, the flying wing. Oh, looks cool. like one big wing. It's almost yeah. like an like an arrow shape. Wow. Okay. And uh, these things are they're big, and they can fly long, long distances. And and I'll give you an idea of how long. I'll, I'll, you can watch the guy, you know, who's running this thing on YouTube or whatever. He can you can watch him take off from a field, and you can see a mountain in the distance. He flies to the top of that mountain, and this is how far he can control this. He flies to the top of the mountain, also staying relatively low at the time. Yeah. And then he'll get to the top of the mountain and turn it back around towards him and let it just kind of drop down the face of the mountain, staying extremely low, like right over the canopy or the okay. rocks or whatever. Yeah. And you get the same sensation as, you know, when you watch those uh, those guys in the wingsuits flying? Yeah. And they jump off the top of the mountain and they fly like right above the surface. Mm-hmm. And they're they're barely make I mean, I mean it's terribly like the, dangerous the base jumpers yeah. yeah dean dean porter actually recently passed away from that i heard that yeah, yeah. that's right an accident um but that's the sensation you get from the video camera view of this it's like um i want to say it's called canyon racing but i don't think that's it um they get to the top of the mountain and they they can i think i saw one where they even cut the power and they just coasted down wow and which you can do kind of with a flying wing I yeah guess. and several of these you know they'll, they'll get eight or ten of them together and they'll try to fly in formation Wow. And it sort of works, sort of doesn't work. You know, they can get close, but not exactly a tight formation like you'd think, like, you know, the Blue Angels or, you know, the Thunderbirds would fly. It's uh, it's really interesting. So, wait, so how big do you think they are? Well, they're big. They're, I mean, when, you, when you're standing on the ground, I mean, if the if the point is facing up and you got the wing tips yeah. on the ground, um, they're, they're waist high. Oh, okay. If you okay. stand it up on, on the end, it's probably, you know, six feet, seven feet tall. Oh, okay. These are huge. And the thing with those is versus the quadcopters that we're talking about. The quadcopters that we were spending most of this podcast on are extremely maneuverable all uh-huh. directions. They can hover even. Well, with these, these uh, Zephyr type of drones, and I know that's probably a brand name. I mean, there's other right. Types. Do you have to? Do you have to give them a throw? No, you can take them. You can. They can take off from the ground, and they are. Um, they rely on con- you know constant forward motion. They have to be in motion in order to fly. Oh, I see. So like you, a like a shark was swimming and breathing. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, or an airplane to fly. <laughs> yeah, also, it has, yes. yeah, also an airplane. A yeah. little bit more relevant. <laughs> well, maybe. But I like the shark. I like the shark example too. But but you're right. It, you have to be in constant motion because uh, without air going over that wing, it doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't stay mm-hmm. in the air. That makes sense. Um, but the quadcopters. That's what makes these so unique and so fun. Is that you can just about do anything with them. And I'm I'm so 
uh, I don't know if I'd say addicted, but I'm, I'm hooked on watching oh, the yeah. drone racing footage because they've got crash compilations. They've got close call compilations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all different uh, manufacturers that make these things and people trying out different things in different settings like urban exploration settings um, where they fly in and out of this factory. You know, like the guy may be a quarter mile away and he's flying this drone just at, at lightning speed through a factory because he knows there's no windows. So yeah. they'll shoot into a window and down a hallway and then out another window on the other side and then go 200 feet in the air around the top, you know, like spin down, come right down to the roof and then and then divert away and come back to where he's standing. It's just the coolest thing to watch. That's and, cool. And then you throw two or three more in there, maybe four more in there and have them race on a, on a set path with LEDs and everything. And, you know, this, these close calls, it's so much fun to watch. We have to do it. If we, if we can, if we can find a way to do it, we have to do it. And uh, for those of you out there listening – uh, this is usually the point where we say we hope you enjoyed hearing this as much as we enjoyed making it. But I don't know if I don't know if you can, because this one was really cool. Please, if you have time, go check out some of the YouTube clips. I'll be I'll probably be posting a couple of like the real choice ones. Uh, <laughs> is that right? In a, in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. With your uh, with your full setup that you're going to buy today. Oh no, not that I'm doing things that are already on YouTube. Oh, oh, I oh, see. yeah, no I see. way. I man. thought uh, I thought you were saying you're going to definitely do this, and you're going to be posting some incredible scenes from this building. Man, I mean, I you know that's a that's a good thing to do. I'd love to do that, but if I if I buy a, a quadcopter, I'm going to have to buy it the way people bought Harleys in the '70s. You know, one to drive, one for spare parts. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you though, <laughs> you weren't too far off when you said that like, this building, this this building would be so much fun to explore. Oh yeah. Drone. Yeah. It's just got that much open space, and, mm-hmm. and there's still areas. There's even an office next to us that is just wide open Yeah, uh, with the doorway to the outside. If you open that up and flew in and out, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it would be rich with material here. I really think it would be. Yeah, and we can totally avoid getting in any trouble because we'll just put like a little post-it on our drone that says Property of Jonathan Strickland. Perfect. Perfect plan. Uh, if you have any ways to amend that plan or if you have any experience flying a drone, want to tell us a little bit about it, we'd love to hear it. You can find us all the usual places on the Internet, the books of face, the tweet spaces. Uh, you can visit our website. That's right. We have our own website, carstuffshow.com, where you can check out this as well as some of our earlier work on unmanned aerial vehicles. And if you want to write uh, to us directly or even better, send us a video of drones or drone racing that you enjoy. Uh, then we would love to check it out. Our address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. 
And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.